Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today on the newscast, Israel eliminates a major Islamic Jihad commander. Plus, how would a nuclear-armed Iran affect a future war between Israel and Hamas? Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast from TBN's New York City studio. I'm here in New York filming a special called Israel Under Fire, focusing on this war between Israel and terror groups in Gaza that is ongoing right now. It will air on TBN this week. As soon as I have the day and time, I will get you that information right here on TBN. You will not want to miss it. Okay, let's get into it. A Monday update on all the latest with this Iran-backed terror war against Israel. So far, we're one week into this confrontation. It began, uh, let's see, last week, last Monday, on Jerusalem Day of all days. In that span, we've had over 3,200 rockets fired at Israel. Not only, obviously, the barrages targeting cities and towns in southern Israel right along that Gaza border. They continue, by the way, as I come to you around 11 a.m., Eastern Time, 6 p.m. in Israel today, but also reaching as far as Tel Aviv and beyond. Central Israel has been a major target of this rocket barrage over the past week. Thankfully, Iron Dome, Israel's missile defense system, has shot down some 90% of these incoming Hamas rockets. Even so, many of them have obviously fallen, and at least 11 Israelis have been killed. An important point to make here as well, folks, Many, hundreds, according to the Israel Defense Forces, of these Hamas and Islamic Jihad rockets have not reached their intended target in Israel. Rather, they have fallen inside Gaza. That's right. Rockets fired by these terror groups have killed Palestinian civilians because they fell inside Gaza and did not reach their intended target. That gives you an idea. When we talk about civilian casualties, that gives you an idea of what's going on right now. Not only the rockets falling inside Gaza. But secondly, of course, as we've told you here in the past several days on the newscast, Hamas and Islamic Jihad willfully using innocent Palestinian men, women, children, the elderly as human shields and intentionally positioning rocket launchers inside densely populated civilian areas. People are asking me in our comments, you know, Israel is carrying out these major airstrikes. They're crippling the Hamas military infrastructure. More on that in a second. So, Eric, how are the rockets continuing to fall? Well, folks, it's very simple. When these rocket launchers are placed in civilian areas, intentionally using civilians as human shields, Israel will not strike those rocket launchers. Israel has very strict rules of engagement. They go to extraordinary lengths to avoid civilian casualties. But two big things to bring out to you. Number one, Israel continues to decimate that underground Hamas terror tunnel network. It's known as the Metro. And since early Friday morning, Israeli fighter jets have been pounding this tunnel network. The Israel Defense Forces believe they have made a major dent 
in Hamas's capabilities. That's Hamas on one hand. The other major bit of news today as I come to you Monday, uh, May 17th, is that Israel has eliminated a senior Palestinian Islamic Jihad commander. His name is Hussam Abu Harbid. Again, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, perhaps even more so than Hamas, is an Iranian-controlled creation and proxy. Harbid had been working with Islamic Jihad, helping to lead this organization for at least 20 years. He was the head of Islamic Jihad's operations in the northern Gaza Strip, including, of course, Gaza City, not far from the Israel border. So according to Israeli officials, this was a very significant target today. And he joins a long list over the past week of Hamas and Islamic Jihad commanders who have been eliminated by the Israel Defense Forces in this war. Something to keep in mind, Iran. I talked at the top about the master in Tehran. We've been telling you Iran is the head of the snake. And without the Iranian regime, this would not be happening right now. If you want peace and an end to this conflict, folks, look no further than the Supreme Leader, Ayatollah Khamenei in Tehran. He's ultimately calling the shots and giving Hamas and Islamic Jihad the green light for these rockets. But imagine this, and I mentioned it in the lead-in. Imagine that Iran had a nuclear bomb right now, and we know they're driving for it. And if the United States re-enters this disastrous Iran nuclear deal, that bomb may one day soon become a reality. Imagine if Iran was nuclear armed right now. How would that change the calculus of what's going on? Well, you would effectively have Iran's proxies, that ring of fire that we tell you about every day here on the newscast, Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, the Houthis in Yemen, the Shia militias in Iraq and Syria that encircle Israel right now, they would have a nuclear umbrella. How does that change things? Well, perhaps when Hamas starts firing rockets or Hezbollah starts firing rockets at Israel, perhaps Israel is not as fast to respond or perhaps they don't respond with as much force as they have and so effectively over the past week if the Iranian regime has the bomb and says to Israel, if you dare strike back against Hamas and Hezbollah, we will use the bomb. It sounds crazy on its face, I know, but you're not exactly dealing with mutually assured destruction, which is what we had during the Cold War. The Soviets did not want to die. Americans did not want to die. So these massive nuclear arsenals faced off under this mutually assured destruction or mad doctrine. I'm not sure the genocidal apocalyptic Iranian regime has that same mentality. So the nuclear, I don't want to say trump card, but Iran is, could be holding that sword over Israel. And again, if you dare uh, react or defend your citizenry, Iran has the bomb. And that is a nightmare scenario, obviously. You think Hamas is emboldened right now and wreaking havoc throughout Israel? Imagine if its master in Tehran had the world's deadliest weapons to back Hamas up. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind when we hear about peace, and a lot of commenters are saying, good-natured, good good well-intentioned commenters are saying, both sides need to want peace. Israel doesn't want peace. That's what we think by watching this. Folks, I'm not sure what you're watching, but right now, just a, a helpful reminder, Israel has peace treaties with six, count them, six Arab Muslim nations. 
Obviously, Egypt in the late 1970s, Jordan in 1994. But in the past nine months alone, Israel has come to peace agreements with four Muslim Arab nations. The United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Sudan, and Morocco. Saudi Arabia, according to reports, is very close as well to coming to a peace agreement with Israel, courtesy of the Abraham Accord. So to say Israel doesn't want peace contradicts the obvious facts on the ground. And five times, at least since the miraculous reestablishment of Israel in 1948, Israeli prime ministers have offered the Palestinians not only half of Jerusalem, but essentially all of the West Bank, which the Bible calls Judea and Samaria. Hundreds of thousands of Jews live there right now. But as recently as 2000 under Ehud Barak and 2008 under Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert, Israel was willing under these prime ministers to divide Jerusalem, give half to the Palestinians, and essentially all of Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland where, again, many, many Jews live today, what was the reaction of the Palestinian leadership? I'm talking about the leadership, which is the real problem here. Complete rejection was the reaction. And not just Hamas, which is rejectionist, genocidal, we know that. I'm talking about the Palestinian Authority, Israel's so-called partner for peace. In 2000, Yasser Arafat at Camp David rejected the Israeli offer out of hand. 2008, Mahmoud Abbas did exactly the same. So Israel has been there stretching out its hand for years, welcoming peace. It has been rejected by the Palestinian leadership. So as watchmen, watch women on the wall, everyone watching, let's keep it up. Uh, you encouraged me yesterday. I've got a lot of trolls commenting, coming after us throughout YouTube and social media, a lot of hatred but the truth will set you free and we want to be light in this darkness right now. We are ambassadors for Christ here at the Watchman News Channel. We're gonna carry that mantle and carry it well and keep chugging on and fight the good fight. So until tomorrow, thanks so much for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you and remember, never hold your peace.